0: This is The Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is The Tyler Morgan Show on Twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Um, I know it's a little weird I'm doing this on a Friday night instead of my usual Saturday, but, um... I could be could be a little late getting home tomorrow night and doing stuff with the wife and just have have some time away getting away from the uh, craziness that is everything going on with this house, so yeah, if i miss miss you tomorrow night, I am so sorry I'm doing this a night early, but hey, it is what it is sometimes you just can't help but uh you know take advantage of the time you have and uh you know, participate where you can. So again, thank you very much for joining me on this. But before I get started into the insanity and believe me, there's a lot of insanity. I got to talk to you about coffee. Yes, that's right. The same thing I talked to you about every week. I'm not getting paid for it because um, the wonderful people at ACAST said that um I can't have paid promotion. So I'm doing this entirely for free without compensation from American pride roasters. Yes. American pride roasters. The purveyors purveyors of some of the finest coffee in America. Um, here lately, I have been on the Frederick Douglas coffee and oh my gosh, smooth and bold. It is an amazing blend of coffee. I can't even describe it. it is so good. Um it's just one of those things that uh Dave up there at American Pride Roasters has really put his heart and soul into coming up with these amazing blends and doing the research into uh the founding fathers that he's named them after including Frederick Douglass uh the George Washington blend my buddy Keith over at the Blaze he has his own macadamia nut blend that is named after him now I haven't had it but I have it on the highest authority that it is really good. I'm just saying. Uh, so go to America Pride Roasters. Check out their coffee. Uh, help support a small business who, you know, supports me by allowing me to buy his amazing coffee. America Pride Roasters, APR dot com. Historically great coffee. All right, so I know the big thing to talk about right now is the the Joe Biden speech from last night, but I'm going to get to that. So believe believe it or not, I might have an opinion or two about that speech from uh last night. Uh, Kim's asking how my hand is, and if you missed last week's podcast, um I may have had a boo-boo and broke my hand. I'm just saying uh, my hand is fine. It's healing um, still sore on occasion, but you know, if it is what it is, I didn't have to have surgery to pin it all back together. Hopefully it heals fine. I don't have to have surgeries, but it is again, say la vie and all that other stuff. So really, I think one of the, big stories that's going on in America right now. And this is something that uh, Tim Young brought up on Twitter. If you don't know who uh, Tim Young is, check him out at Tim runs his mouth. He is a comedian. He is a commentator. He has a show on Sirius XM. He asked a question on Twitter that I think is an important question. When did. Drag queen events for children become a thing uh I know it, it might make me seem a little I don't know curmudgeonly stick in the mud, a uh, prude, but seriously now, now I, I get it if you're an adult and you want to go to a drag show because you're there for the entertainment, you're there for the uh the crowd, whatever reason. And you want to support that, that's fine. You are an adult. That is your prerogative to go have fun, to enjoy yourself, to support those activities in which you believe. However, um, it's taking your kids to what is a Sexualized event. That seems a little cray cray. Um I mean, if I took my kids to certain establishments and said, Hey, go give these nice young ladies who are working their way through college or are single moms these dollar bills. While they pranced around on the stage, whether they're taking clothes off or not, I'm uh, engaging in you know pro stripper behavior. And some of these events that people are taking their kids to that involve drag queens, they're taking some clothes off. They're twerking. They're dancing in a highly sexualized manner. Oh, maybe they've dialed it back a bit for the children but you're engaging in this behavior you're encouraging your children to participate in this behavior um but when did this become a thing uh here in the last this this last week, um, in Roanoke, Texas. If you don't know where Roanoke is, that's in the uh, the DFW metroplex. It's on the Fort Worth side, the conservative side of DFW. Um, that's uh, you have a small business opening up a a bar in violation of Texas law hosting a drag queen brunch that was fun for the whole family but really um again you have people there with their kids supporting this and they're encouraging their kids to participate now And what doesn't, what really seems to be like the most bothersome part of it is that I'm sure many of the guests there were not residents of Roanoke. In fact, many of the guests there from someone who was on the inside and doing their own, uh, investigative journalism on it, talking to many of these people, they were teachers from the Keller Independent School District and Keller has had its, uh, Share of fun time in the news media because of things that are going on there, such as, "Oh, they're trying to ban certain books from the schools here. <sighs> yeah, um, they have a list of books up for review because of the content, and anyone can anonymously pay- place any book on that. And one of the books in particular, which is I'm going to kind of talk about a little bit, um, is called Gender Queer. This is a um a graphic book. All very bright colors, definitely uh um made for kids to draw them in. This is a book that has portrayals of underage sexual activities. It has images of underage self-pleasure, oral sex and absolutely disgusting. This is if it was pictures of an actual of actual children people would be going to jail. This is one of the books that is up for review in Keller, where teachers were going and supporting this, you know, family-friendly drag brunch. Oh, my God. And, you know, the same school district, someone has added the Bible. Because the Bible is just so offensive, it needs to be reviewed. They have portrayals of murder and genocide. You can't have the Bible in the school. They, someone has um, put to kill a mockingbird. Now, I've seen this topic come up. I'm pretty sure I may have mentioned it a time or two in the past. And other schools that have, oh, they're banning to kill a mockingbird. Well, okay. Hear me out on this. This is going to be blow your mind. The people who are trying to ban to kill a mockingbird are the same people who were trying to have it banned back in the 60s. The liberal democrats. And I here's why. Back in the 60s, oh my god, you have you have a black person who is who is the victim of a white woman lying about him. Oh my, you can't have that. How dare you have that? And now it's the same people going, oh, my God, you have a white guy who is white knighting for the black person. The black person can, can take care of it. He doesn't need the white knight. Seriously. These are the people who are wanting to ban certain books because. You know, 60 years ago, it went against a narrative that, you know, all people deserve to be treated equally. All people deserve to be treated fairly under the law. All people deserve to have equal representation when accused of a crime. And. Now these people are saying that you can't have that because, oh, it's a white guy to defend the black guy. (laughs) Sean says, my mood is finer after I've had a bunch of shots. Sir, this glass, which has about an ounce of whiskey in it, is the only booze I've had and I haven't even finished this glass. But it's ridiculous, and the whole idea of why we need to expose our kids to, um, to the the sexualized stuff is insane, and it just gets even crazier in Provo, Utah. Provo, Utah, home of Brigham Young University of one of the most conservative uh, student bases in the country because, you know, they're like 90% LDS. If you're hearing him yowing over my shoulder, that's because I had the window open because, again, we had a house fire. We don't have air conditioning windows open and there's cat outside the window wanting my attention and it's working. Um, So here you have one of the most conservative areas of Utah, which I'm going to presume it's not too conservative because it's freaking Provo, especially during the winter time. Freaking Provo is full of crazy California yuppies were going for their ski vacations don't know what they do in the fall i guess they go and they hike a bunch of hikers in california man i don't know but um yeah in provo utah there is a local establishment there that is also hosting wait for it wait for it A family-friendly drag brunch. Yes, that's right. And then the flyers for this event will also have performers who are former BYU students and current BYU students. Which, okay, if you're a current BYU student, you kind of had to sign that uh that uh that little agreement. That says you're not going to do anything dumb. You're not going to do anything that brings, you know, poor credit upon, you yourself or the school. Especially if you're LDS and you sign that, you can have some problems. Um... So, I okay, if you're a current student at BYU and they find out you're doing this, uh, well, I, I hope you enjoyed all that money you spent on the education you're no longer going to get. I'm just saying. But wh- where do we go on in society that this is the way to be? This is how we want to be, that we want to raise up kids... To participate in this lifestyle. You know, um, Lady Gaga had a song came out years ago called Born This Way. The whole premise of the song is I am gay. I am a lesbian. I am whatever. I was born this way. And the, the whole premise of the song now, if you say you're born a certain way. Now you are attacking. The trans community. Oh, we weren't born this way. Wait. So you're choosing to be a woman. No, I, I was born the wrong body. OK. Uh in the world of ridiculousness, I was on Twitter Twitter can be a complete total cesspool. And there was a mom with her teenage daughter who I presuming has decided that she wants to be he and is getting ready to go home from the hospital after a double mastectomy as a teenager. The, the irony of this picture is she is standing under a poster that says, be yourself. Well, she's not being herself. She's being somebody else. Um, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, survival, the fittest, uh, Darwinism, evolution. Wow, well, the hum humanity has evolved to do this. Blah blah blah. Well, okay. If, if we're gonna play the uh, play the scientism card here, stop and think about this for just a second. Let's noodle this out. If being born this way, whether it is a man attracted to men, women attracted to women, you have predilections that do not allow you to uh, procreate. That means your genetic material does not go on. Because you ain't procreating, you aren't putting dingle you ain't putting dingle dads and woohoo's and having babies. I'm if you follow what I'm saying here. And so it used to be if people who are gay and lesbian, it it was if it is in fact a genetic thing. It is a natural aberration that weeds itself out in the end because oh, these genetics don't work to make more babies to make more humans so yeah that that those those branches of family trees just kind of die off and and i'm I'm not trying to be crass or rude or anything about any of it because. That's the way nature works in nature. If there is a genetic aberration that does not allow for a member of that species to produce offspring or to survive into adulthood to produce offspring, they get weeded out. It's part of nature. Oh my gosh. It's part of nature. So, when you have all of this going on, yet you're seeing um, a population growth in the thousands of percent, you have to ask yourself a question. Is this nature who has just gone off its rocker? and is now creating a bunch of genetic aberrations that are going to severely limit the growth of the human population. Or, like so many other things that they say in this world is a social construct, is the idea of transgenderism a social construct something that is uh a social contagion as some have pointed out that it could be because you'll see schools where you have one girl who is trans then next thing you know you've got two then four then eight and it just wait what, where are all the girls? Why are, they, why are they all identifying as boys and they, thems and bi pan craziness? There are a lot. There's a lot of research that shows much of this. Can be traced not to genetics, not to any number of other things, but. to social pressures because being trans is the in thing it's the hip thing this is the thing we got to be so we can feel included uh there's an acronym it's it's uh, FOMO fear of missing out and i think FOMO inspires a lot of young ladies cuz it's Happens more frequently with young ladies transitioning to men than the other way around, which again, it kind of leads to the whole social pressure thing. Um, It's one of those, I, I forget FOMO. I want, I want phobia, phobia, F O B I fear of being invited, fear of being included. I don't want to be part of that party. Um, and, and the whole idea that parents will take their kids to a doctor and instead of the doctor going, okay, um, you know, Jane, you know, Jim, I think there's some underlying issues here that has to deal with, you know, acceptance of body image. Except self acceptance, uh, some emotional issues that you need help working through, and let's work through that before we do anything radical, like start taking puberty blockers or start preparing to have a double mastectomy or a surgical castration. These. It used to used to that that was good health care. That was caring for the patient. But now, if you do that, you're anti-trans, you're transphobe. What's wrong with you? Why the hate bigot? We can't be allowed to say, hey, you know. Let's stop and think about this for a minute. Let's figure this out because I don't think what you're going through is something that can be fixed through surgery. Um, There is ample evidence that you take suicidal teens who identify as trans, who they, they have a higher suicide risk as it is. Probably because they have more issues going on than I'm a dude trapped in a chick's body, man. There's a lot more going on there. There's a reason why they are more susceptible to suicide. They have the medical transition, not just the social transition where everyone you know starts calling them by a different name and changes what pronouns they used to when talking about them or to them but now they're going into a medical transition. They're on the drugs. They're prepping for surgery. Their risk of suicide does not go down that much, even after surgery. And science has shown if you put these children, that's what they are, they're children, these young men and women who are going through this crisis of identity, into therapy and you work with them. I'm not saying you're having conversion therapy with them. I'm saying, okay, you've got some stuff going on. You seem to be exhibiting signs of depression. Let's talk about the depression. You help those issues. You help them accept that. Okay. This is the body I have. And then suddenly. After. A few years, it, it it takes time. I'm not going to you know, say it's miracle cure. Um, once they've had the opportunity to go through the therapy and to be treated like, hey, um, there's more going on here. Let's work on these issues before we touch those. They grow out of it. Young women will decide. You know, I I was just going through. A, I was just going through a thing. I'm, I was really confused. Young men, I was going through a thing. I was very confused. Granted, more than likely, they will still end up as a same-sex attracted person. They'll end up still probably be gay or lesbian. But they are their true selves. They're not this identity that they've had to craft to fit everybody else's idea of who they should be. Just like if I were to walk in and say, Doc, I'm not supposed to my right hand. I should have lost it in a chainsaw accident when I was 17 years old. I need you to take my right hand off. The doctor's not going to say, all right, we'll schedule you for surgery. No, no, no. He's going to make a referral to psychiatry because Again, it is a self-mutilation thing, a body image thing, a form of body dysmorphia. That if you just cave into it and you just, okay, well, he shouldn't have his hand. we are gonna take his hand off. You're not doing me any favors. You're not doing a person suffering from those delusions that they're supposed to be an amputee. Any favors. You are enabling. You ask anyone who's had to, had to live in a codependent family where a child, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister has been an addict. Ask them how well enabling works out because rarely does it ever work out. All right, so getting back into things. Um so now I've kind of gone on that. I need to go on another rant. Yes, I'm going to go on a rant because that's the only way to describe what I'm about to do. So, last night, in an effort to really just cement his grasp on the whole Dark Brandon meme. President Joe Biden gave a speech in front of Independence Hall in Philadelphia and the aesthetics that they used Yeah, um, let me switch to see here. Yeah, it's uh, insanity. It's not a great picture, but they, they have the red and blue lights that were shooting straight up the front of the building. And then you get off to the wings of the building. You finally have some blue that depending on which camera shot you're going for, you might see it. And then you got the Marines standing in the background, which, um, I love my United States Marines. What I do not love is when a politician uses them as a prop. Now, it can be, well, we just want to, oh, we just want to do this. We're we're just trying to try and make a point here with using your Use your Marines, use your soldiers, use your sailors. Or in this case, trying to demonstrate that. Oh, I don't know what he was trying to demonstrate, but having the two Marines. Now, don't be wrong. He's not the first president who's done it. Uh, Donald Trump gave a speech where he had Marines behind him. Stationed similar to how these guys were. Uh, pictures of Ronald Reagan exist where he has Marines standing by them, and now typically speeches like that are less political. It's more of a uh, uh, a policy speech, and there, uh the White House is already trying to. Oh, he, he wasn't being political because you saving democracy is not political. Well. Okay, when you're saving democracy, but you're calling half the country extremists, you're not really being bipartisan. You're not uniting. In fact, uh, one of the things I thought when I saw these uh, pictures uh, coming out of last night's speech, yeah, it, it really reminded me of the chancellor speaking to the crowd in V for Vendetta. I mean, has anyone who works in the White House never watched a movie before in their lives? And you have the old guy who is screaming. Yeah, uh, Kim says it, it looks like Nazi Germany. Um, yeah, it really does, especially if you have the zoomed out picture where you can, you know, see all three tiers of the building and you see the clock on the top of it. The way the tiers light up and spread out, it looks like the Nazi eagle wings. I ain't going to lie. Um, But coming out saying that Americans, you know, People that, you know, have brothers and sisters who are Democrats, have moms and dads who are Democrats. (laughs) Sean says, it looks like the Galactic Empire in Star Wars. Yeah, um, I was calling him uh, uh, Darth Dementia last night. Um, You have soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coasties who fought for this country, who are die hard, love the Constitution, love their country, conservative Republicans. They are MAGA Republicans. They are MAGA Americans. They're not extremists. These are people who literally, they put their life on the line for their country, and they love it. That It doesn't make them bad people at all. It just makes them... it makes them patriots. And don't be wrong, there are Democrats who are patriots who they might have a different policy view as I do. But we could go to dinner, shake hands, have drinks, maybe take a couple, you know, take a couple friendly jabs at each other over political views. And then at the end of the day, hey, I love you. You're my brother. You're my best friend, whatever. And then, you know, we both look at stuff our side does and go, oh, that was dumb. And and I did it with Donald Trump on multiple occasions. When Donald Trump, ah, uh, banning bump stocks. Oh, wait, what? Hey, Donald, Donald Trump, when he came out and said, Uh, talking about red flag laws. Take the guns, then due process. Uh, No, Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Hello, orange dude. And let's not forget the whole, you know, Fifth Amendment, 14th Amendment, the whole due process. But yeah, Joe Biden's speech last night was just this mess. Uh, reading from it, I got the transcript, didn't have time to pull audio because I was kind of busy the, uh, for most of the day or most of the afternoon trying to get everything set up. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundation of our republic. One of maybe two times you used the word republic in last night's speech. Now, I want to be very queer, very queer up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. No, he doesn't work with mainstream Republicans. He works with lap dogs. He works with the go along to get along. I have an agenda, and this is how I'm going to make it happen. Republicans. He works with Liz Cheney. He works with Adam Kinzinger. He works alongside uh, guys who would just as soon sell out his own base, such as Kevin McCarthy, such as. The turtle. Those guys would sell out their own freaking grandmothers in a heartbeat if it got them just a little bit more power. Mitch McConnell will do whatever he has to do to look out for Mitch McConnell. It's so will every other senior senator. So will every senior congressman and woman in DC. Hell, even the junior ones. You have junior senators who have been in the Senate for like five minutes who have already doubled their wealth. Gee, I wonder how that happened. But no, he, he, he said he will work with those. He'll work with those Republicans because those Republicans are, they're on the same track that he is where the analogy I use two people Fighting for the reins of a stage stagecoach that's headed for a cliff. They don't care about turning the stagecoach to avoid, you know, dying. They care about who holds the damn reins when it goes over the edge. Of course, by the time it gets to the gets to the edge, they're gonna be no. You take the reins. You take the reins. That way, they could as they're falling. That way, as the country's collapsing. Falling to its doom, they can point the other guy and go, well, he had the reins when he went over the edge. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Ladies and gentlemen, if you said, you know what? I think Donald Trump's got a better idea for this country. Because he, he looks at it like a business, and he can see in the end, where the issues are, where it needs to be repaired. Things need to be fixed. If you voted for him for for that reason, you voted him for him because we'll get judges at least. You are a mega Republican. Yep. You're not a David French. You're not a Joe Walsh. You're not one of these guys who. You. Have, well, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. No. There is the ability to be a conservative and want to conserve the Constitution and want to use the Constitution to, you know, restrain the government. Make the government stay within that purview that it was given at the founding. If you believe in that, congratulations. You have joined me as an extremist. Remember, if you have one of those one of those fancy Gadsden flags, the uh, you know the bright yellow one with the rattlesnake says <laughs> says don't tread on me. You're an extremist. That's per the per an FBI memo. If you're flagging, or if you're flying one of the flags, I don't remember the name of it. It's got the cannon and the star and says, come and take it. Uh, it, That that flag is huge in Texas. It's a very Texas flag. You're flying that, guess what? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you are an extremist per our FBI. The, The whole idea that... We're fascist because we want the government restrained. We don't want our government reaching out to Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram saying, hey, if you're seeing people post X, Y, and Z, would you do us a favor and adjust your algorithms accordingly? Don't let it spread. Censor it. You can't do it because we, if we do it, that's violating the First Amendment, but you're doing that. When the federal government can't outright tell you that, oh, wow, well, you're not going to be able to get financing for your home. But they can tell a bank, hey, you know, we're not telling you to not give these people loans. But look into X, Y, and Z as a reason to deny them a loan. That would not be, you know, illegal. So many more of these. New York. New York has already been told their gun laws uh barring concealed carry or should I say forcing. Citizens to prove that they have a reason, a need to carry concealed because of imminent threat, that's unconstitutional. You apply for the concealed carry license and you meet the requirements, training, insurance, whatever the requirements are, you kind of have to give them the license. Well. Uh, New York, they, they they can't go around that. But you know what they can do? Oh, we we can ask for your uh, for your social media handles, and we can go look at the last social media you've had for the last three years. See if there's anything um untoward written on your social media. Did you make a threat? Did you say something you probably oughtn't have said? Oh, sorry. We can't approve this gun license. Ah, oh, Dadgummit. We, we can't approve the sale of this firearm because you failed our background check that use social media as a way to get around the second amendment. And Puma really wants to come in the house. Uh, it's nuts. But we're the fascists, we're the semi fascists. You, know, you know, we're the ones who put in things like Operation Choke Point. Oh, wait, that was the Obama administration that did Operation Choke Point that used credit card companies to restrict gun sales in America. Because that's how fascism works. Uh, a lot of people, oh, it's ultra right-wing tribe, blah, blah, blah. No. Let's stop for a second. Fascism is derived from the Italian word for a bundle of sticks, meaning it is a collectivist ideology that was developed and implemented in Italy under a socialist thought leader. the name of Mussolini. Mussolini was a very hardcore one world, you know, socialist, the, the workers versus the managers versus the blah, 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 blah. Until World War I, when he's in the trenches and his fellow Italians are fighting for Italy, they're not fighting for the workers, not Fighting for the farmers, they're not fighting for this class they because they're fighting for their country because they identified with their country that's where the nationalism part comes in because it's easier to convince private industries to ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country that is where fascism grows fascism grows in getting the getting business to do for you what you cannot germany uh crap we need combat boots being made um hey dostler brothers we're going to take over your plant you're going to use you're going to build com, you're going to build combat boots instead of soccer shoes Hey, and um, Rudolf Doss, Rudolf Dossler, guess what? You're no longer going to work at the plant because your brother Adolf is already working here. Go to the front lines. And if you don't know, Adolf Dossler, better known as Adi, after the war, founded a shoe company using his nickname "Adi" and an abbreviation of his last name to create Adidas. Adidas, and his brother founded Puma. Just a little fun historical fact. But yeah, this this whole speech last night was just MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. So bad. MAGA is awful. Uh, right now we have a president who is going full on James Buchanan. I, well, I mean, he doesn't have a gay lover that I know of, like James Buchanan did, first gay president. Oh my goodness, Adobe's yelling at me and saying I have updates. Um, he's going full James Buchanan. Uh, if you don't, understand that uh, James Buchanan did nothing to stop the civil war from actually occurring. And really he pushed, he really pushed the civil war into being through his policies. And that worries me it, it, that we have a president who is trying to push us into a civil war over, over what? Uh, Kim says they're focusing on Trump to divert from their bad decisions. Um, yeah. So like right now, the reason gas prices have been going down, they're still incredibly high. Um. Gas prices are going down, not from anything the government is doing to lower prices. It's just kind of, we came out of all these, you know, a year and a half of lockdowns. And with low fuel consumption, there was low supply because they weren't making as much fuel. But now it is catching back up to demand because there's a several month gap there from when demand spikes, and supply rises to meet it. So the fuel prices are slowly coming down, but it's not because of allowing more drilling offshore. It's not because of approving more leases to drill offshore, approving more leases to drill onshore on federal lands. It's not through cutting red tape that makes it easier for an oil company to go in set up a derrick and start drilling for oil or even running exploratory drills. And okay, the geology says there should be oil here, so we're going to drill and find. It has nothing to do with anything that the government has done, what the administration has done. Right now we have states that are having energy crises, crises, crises whatever um in colorado i don't remember what town it was but approximately 20,000 people signed up to get these new fancy thermostats for their air conditioning they installed them and then when oh we're going we're going to have some issues with uh, producing enough power those 20 some thousand thermostats were Remote accessed, raised to 78 degrees, and then locked. You could not manually turn it back down. But yeah, it's totally, totally MAGA Republic is trying to control every little aspect of your life and trying to take your rights. Oh my God, don't even get me started on that. You. And there are states in the United States, you do not have the right to kill your unborn child because of those damn MAGA Republicans. Can not believe them? Ugh. How is it? We live in a society where you might have to travel out of state to cure unborn child. I'm still trying to go over the fact that I live in a country where my president, because he is my president, whether I voted for him or not, he is the president of the United States. Regardless of the legitimacy of how he got in office, he is the president. He was certified. The, the electors were, chose him as president. My president can stand up in front of Constitution Hall, Independence Hall, excuse me, He can stand from Independence Hall and tell me that even though I was willing to die for my country, I am a threat to it, and I am a threat that needs to be dealt with. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing has made me more proud to be an American than that. That I could spend 16 years wearing that uniform. And because I don't have the same political leanings as the current commander in chief, I can be declared an enemy of the state and possibly be forced to take up arms against my own country. That is a kick right in the teeth. And then for the president to use that kind of language, that kind of rhetoric, rhetoric that as Bernie Sanders used similar rhetoric that caused a number of Republican congressmen to be attacked by a crazed Bernie Sanders volunteer with an SKS. The uh, House Whip, Steve Scalise, nearly died in that attack. But if you say, well, it was uh, Bernie Sanders rhetoric that led to James Hodgkinson opening up fire. I bet you don't even know the dude's name. You point out that was his rhetoric. The rhetoric of Bernie Sanders that led to that shooting. Oh, I wasn't his fault. look at the rhetoric that was espoused during the summer of love in 2020, where buying large mansions and Antifa were burning down cities, namely black parts of cities that are low income and looting stores. You look at the stuff being said by people like Congresswoman Maxine Waters, Congresswoman uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and so many others on the left. But no, it wasn't their rhetoric. And in fact, they doubled down on the rhetoric because it was not their rhetoric that said they go out and get in their faces. Chris Cuomo on CNN. Uh, no one ever said that protesting has to be peaceful. Even though right there in the First Amendment, you had the right To peacefully assemble. Pray for our country. We are uh, headed down a dark road. And there's things going on in the culture, in the government that to borrow from the Steve Dace show and from his producer, Aaron McIntyre, Aaron's razor. It's just demonic, bro. show is a relentless daring media production the tyler morgan show is supported by its listeners to support the show go to ko-fi.com slash tyler morgan show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation all music used in the tyler morgan show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com link in the show notes second timothy 1 7